try to save up that energy. But where does that lead you, right? Like you, you don't get any stronger. You don't get any better. You don't have the people around you who are really pushing you. And you really just reach this point of just like stagnation. It's like you can't do anything. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. One, we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of the First Sip Podcast. Today, we have a returning guest. We have our good friend, Rich Irving. Richie is a head strength coach up at UAlbany. Last time we had him on, we talked about squatting the proper way, the importance of warming up. We're going to dive into Squattober for this episode. So Richie came to me two years ago, I think it was two years ago, and was like, hey, you guys handpicked a bunch of people you guys have to do Squattober with me. This is what we're doing for the rest of our life. So we're gonna talk about Squattober. We're gonna talk about something called RPR. I don't know what it stands for, but he makes me do it now as a warm up going into my lifts and it is phenomenal. Everyone will do it after they listen to this episode. It is the weirdest method that you just feel better and you perform better. Um, and then the last time I trained with Richie up at Albany, the women golfers were in. Okay. And I want to ask Richie some some uh, techniques to improve my golf game from a strength standpoint. I was going to say, if you just ask them directly. I like that. No, I didn't ask them. Me and Richie, we're going to talk golf. Yeah, you need you, it, too. You could use some help. I, I can. I, I, no I, one is a good golfer. I can definitely use some help. Because yes. after the tips you gave me last time. You played great. I don't know what you were telling me, but. Oh, Your first time you golf. remember the last time we had you on. The camera's first we time talked, golf ever. We he talked about cues, right? We talked about being able to coach people based on internal, external cues, you know, saying, oh, do this, do this. And it just gets it through to them much easier. Albert was not good at that, all right? <laughs> my first time, yeah. course, I'm like, okay, I'm out there with my boys. You know, I got my outfit on. I was looking the part. You were, actually. I, I showed, You didn't even know I had golf shoes. You, that's true. You did show up in golf mm-hmm. shoes. And you rocked the American flag polo. Absolutely. My American flag polo. Red, white, and blue. That's right. Throwing through. Dikembe actually had a very impressive short game for his first, because he's patient. I can see that. I can see that. He did. His chipping was excellent. Long game, though. I got to work on it because every couldn't, time. Couldn't hit his irons more than 30 right. yards. I don't know what happens. Great, great. Something, something with, the, with the transition is just not working for me, but we're going to work on it. Well, Richie's going to help us. So, Rich. That's what he's here for. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad to be on. So, why don't we start, dude? Um, we hyped up Squatober. Why don't you tell everybody what it is, um, how you came across it, and why you recommend it and why you're yeah. a believer in it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, actually, it was started by a collegiate strength coach, coach Aaron Osmus. Uh, he's been a strength coach for a really long time. So um, he actually started it a few years ago. I don't remember exactly when. Um, it is during the month of October. You squat every day um, and follow a program that he writes up. Uh, he sends it out on Instagram, on social media the, the night before so that you have the, the workout for the next day. Um, and you follow a strict plan of percentages, sets and reps, all this stuff. And it's not just squatting. Uh, he goes through and, and gives you an actual workout for the day, um, whether it's bench, deadlifts, uh, step ups, farmer carries, things like that. Um, so basically why I recommended it to my friends that I know like to train. Number one, I think it is really, really important that 
everyone always does something hard, right? And I know that this program is difficult and it just builds a, a callus, right? And, and you become a better person just by doing something hard, I think. So uh, I brought it to my friends that like to train. And the second thing is I know a lot of my friends, um, they like to train, but they didn't necessarily have all the tools or understand exactly how you should. And this program f- teaches you how to follow sets and reps and percentages based off a training max, which a lot of people don't do. They, a lot of times you just go into the, the weight room and you pick a bunch of exercises and you just kind of go through the motions and, and do what you know, right? Because no one really teaches you how to train. That's why I have a job. Right. So um, I think it's really important to just understand how to properly train and how to follow a a program like that. So we started off. And the third thing is I really like how it just holds you accountable. Um, That's a huge piece of it, obviously. And and we started this group chat where every day you got to you got to send a video of you doing your heaviest squat. And I think that just right there teaches you accountability and, and holds yourself and, and your friends to a standard of, okay, we're doing this. We're following the program. You, you are in or you're out. Right. So I think that's a big thing in squats over that a lot of people just want to, you want to jump in and get it going. So I, I like it a lot. There's a couple points he right, he uh, brought up there that I really liked. First one being just doing something hard, right? We talked we kind of talked about that last week with um, with Ed, just how we're kind of all avoiding you know the hard parts of life, or we're just going through it, you know, trying to just do the the easiest thing. And I mean, to a point, it kind of makes sense, right? Because you only have so much energy to expend on it throughout the day, so it's just like, all right, let me let me try to save up that energy. But where does that lead you, right? Like you you don't get any stronger, you don't get any better, you don't have the people around you who are really pushing you and you really just reach this point of just like stagnation. It's like, you can't do anything. So, and it's funny, like, it's interesting to hear how you guys like brought, you, you brought up Scott, uh, squat Tober. And then also, you know, we talked to AJ a couple weeks ago about 75 hard. Right. And it's like more than a couple weeks now. Yeah. We're deep. Well, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. The time is moving, mm-hmm. but um, it's interesting just to see like how you sprinkle those things, you know, throughout the year to kind of just always just better yourself. Yeah. And one, another thing that's hard is just, training in general, right? If you are following a program and you're, you're training, that's just hard as it is to be just consistent because it's training's boring. If you're doing it the right way, sometimes like people, that's why people make money off of all of these gimmicky exercises and things like that, because people like new stuff. And if you haven't done anything before, as far as training goes in your life, you're always going to be able to get a little bit better from any stimulus. Right. But if you're, if you've trained for a long time and you kind of know how to do it, if you're not doing it the right way, you're not going to see as much benefit from actually doing anything. Right. You need to make sure that you're doing it the right way or, or it's not going to work. You're not going to see any gains. 
and 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 with the program you, you do see gains i mean your, my max went up both the times that i did it both years that i did it and to reiterate you are literally squatting every day you are squatting five out of the seven days a week you get two typically it's monday through friday is the way that the program follows like richie said they release the workout um at 12 p.m the day before yeah. dude and squatting every single day the first week it's it's crazy. So let me <laughs> let me ask you then, because people are probably listening to that. And they're like, because people who go to the gym randomly, right? They go squat one time. Mm-hmm. Your legs are shot for days. Right. If you're randomly going and you go and squat one time, right? Yeah, so you're gonna be what, able to, it's gonna be hard sitting your, on the toilet. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Sitting on the toilet, like sitting at your desk at work all day. For sure. Like, what do you What are you guys doing for from the recovery standpoint? Because I know that's something that we talk about all the time. Like, and once again in the group chat, but what can the people do to recover when they're putting their body through this type of like demand? Yeah. So he actually writes on the workout a little like recovery note and it says five to six meals a day, uh, eight to nine hours of sleep at night Mm. and a 30 minute walk. And those three things right there, like there's no magic sauce that you can just recover from squatting every single day, but that's going to help speed up the process. And if you're not taking care of your body the right way and, and, working on your hip flexors and stretching and, and things like that, it's, it's not going to work. But if you, fo- if you follow the program and you do everything that you're supposed to do from a recovery standpoint and, and get eight hours of sleep at night, then it's, it's going to work. The first week is definitely the hardest. Your days one through three, especially like because he comes out the gate. Mm-hmm. I think day one this year was crazy. Day one was yeah. hard. Probably just shocking you. Well, because it, it was squat, bench, and deadlift in the same day. Mm. Um, it was hard and it was long. Um, they vary. And like and he and they they're realistic too. Like they they realize okay, this person's squatting every single day. The load changes. Like some days will just be like four sets at sixty percent, which is nothing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but then there are some days like there was one day that was the steps to Strongsville. And you had to do 85% of your max and climb stairs. So one set of one rep, one set of two reps, one set of three reps up to six steps. And if you got up to the sixth step, you would then like work to increase your max. But like mm-hmm. six reps at, was it, was it six for 85%? It was, it was, it was seven at 85, which is right. That's right. basically, which is basically impossible. So that's why he did it. Cause if you are squatting seven reps at 85%, it's not your 85%. There's no way. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, wait, <laughs> something's not adding up. Yeah, dude. And there's like a party day there where this year it was like Halloween themed. So it was like, are you partying with Michael Myers? I think Jason Voorhees or whoever the other people was. Mm-hmm. And you had to achieve 21 reps at 83% of your max and try to get there the shortest route possible. So like if you could go three by seven, do it. If you could go four okay. by four by five or like four, three sets of five and then a six. Um, and it's it, like Richie said, it, I highly recommend everyone who's listening, do it next year, follow Richie, follow the pen and paper strength app, do it next year. So our next Squatober, grab a couple buddies. It is, it is fun. It is, it is a cool thing and it's super motivating and you feel strong. And the only thing, guys, yeah. don't eat as much as I do during Squatober. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> yep. Thank you for that. I get, I get thick every year. Now, the one, the one thing that I would say about that though, like, yes, I love the program, but there's a difference between doing Squattober and knowing what you're doing when you're doing Squattober. I recommend having at least somebody there that, that can critique you, right? Because if you're going through and you're doing 85% of your max back squat or whatever you think that is, but you're not doing a back squat correctly, you're probably going to hurt yourself. Like that's just how it works. Easily. 
easily, easily. Wow, that's so, I'm so happy you brought up that point. People actually taking the time to make sure you have somebody to like, just call it out. Be like, you're not doing that right. Because if you're doing this for a whole month the wrong way. Oh, yeah, you could get real hurt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, so so let's talk about RPR mm-hmm. and, and what exactly it is, why I brought it up, and, and like what it does. Okay, so RPR is, it stands for Reflexive Performance Reset. Um, and we touched on it a little bit last time, but basically it's a central nervous system reset. So, um, everything starts with breathing and with how your body moves and performs and functions. So a lot of the times as humans, we just suck at moving, um, and we sit around at our desks all day or whatever it is. So we get, uh, in some sort of dysfunctional pattern. Um, so basically like when you're sprinting, is the easiest example your muscles should fire at a certain in a certain pattern so for example your glutes should fire first then your hamstrings then your uh ql your lower back so if that pattern isn't happening a lot of the times those muscles get overused for whatever reason um so that could be a reason why somebody has back pain, right? Because if your QL is firing all the time and your erectors are on all the time, your lower back muscles, they are getting overused. Other muscles aren't doing their job. And those are trying to take over for your glutes or whatever for hip extension or something like that. And then everything else kind of just falls to the wayside. So if you go through and you do this reset, it basically puts your body back into its natural state, I would say, in, in lack of a better term. Um, so those muscles are firing at the correct sequence, the correct pattern. So what are some things that you've had Albert do then? Oh, yeah, dude. Now we're talking. So if, if we can walk through it right now. So Everyone do it. Unless you're dropping. Please don't do it. Don't do it if you Everyone take a moment. Take a moment right. us. Yeah. Dude, us. You can literally just do it at your desks. That, yep. that works. All right. All right. So, All right. so the first so the first thing that you do if you're trying to do this reset is you just do three what I like to call belly breaths. So you're trying to get as much air oxygen into your stomach as possible. It's not actually going to your stomach, but you're trying to inflate your lungs in every sense of the imagination as, you ever big, as big as you can. I'm sorry to stop you here, but do you ever tell people, because this is what we used to do back in my chorus days, like to get you to like breathe through your diaphragm. You ever tell people like focus on breathing through like your belly button or like, yep. some, like a couple inches like underneath? That's the cue that always got me to like think, hmm, focus right underneath I just, there. I just think belly first, I, rib second. And you just feel everything expand. Yeah. Belly first, ribs, so you can belly breathe. I like to I like to say try to inflate a tire around your your stomach and your ribs as much as you can. Mm. Okay, people. So you got step one. All right, where were you? All right. All right. So so we took our three breaths, and then from there, you we're just going to go through zone one because there's a bunch of different resets that we can. But this this reset actually fixes most issues from from the get go. So so you start off, and you're going to take two fingers or three fingers and you're going to start right at the top of your sternum and you're literally going to dig into your sternum and work your way down your rib cage. Mm. Try to like find the spots that hurt the most. And then once you get to your xiphoid process, stop and you're going to follow an upside down Y down your rib cage. So you're literally drawing an upside down Y with your ribs 
and you're trying to dig into your ribs and try to just like rub as much as you can and put as much pressure as you can. It's going to probably hurt a lot of people, um, but it's a good pain. Mm-hmm. And then from there, after you've done that, you're going to go an inch below your belly button, an inch to the side on both sides. And you're going to dig in as much as you can. Same thing, two or three fingers. I try to put my thumb with my index finger and my middle finger and just literally like dig into it. And then from there, take about 20, 30 seconds to do that. And then from there, you're going to go base of your skull. This one's, this one's the best one, bro. And you're going you're gonna to dig into the base of your skull, start in the middle, and then work your way out kind of towards your ears. And you're literally just digging in, trying to find spots that hurts, hurt the most, and basically like giving yourself a massage almost. And then you take two fingers and you are going to put them on your jaw, right behind your jaw where, where it lines up. And you're trying to drive your jaw forward as much as you can. And just do that two times, take three more breaths. And that is the zone one reset. Hmm. You will work out better. That was you will literally work out better. That was interesting on two points. But before I give the why I think it's so interesting, can you run that back for a step-by-step really quick? People are looking for a quick little rundown. So step one through however many steps it was. Can, step. I, do, can I do it? I'm a good listener. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Go back, ahead. Albert. I got you. I like that's, it. That's the best way to, you know. And that's what I'm saying. It. Three deep breaths, belly okay. breaths. Okay. Then you're going to take your thumb and index finger or two fingers. Mm-hmm. And you're going to trace down. You're going to start right at the sternum, right at the top on your clavicle. Yep. Straight line. Down your sternum. Rub it out. Look for a spot that's giving you a mm. difficult time. Talk to them. Straight down right to where your ribs get soft in the middle, xiphoid process. Carve out an upside down Y. Dig in there, look for the upside down Y, yep. And then you're gonna go underneath your belly button, inch out, inch down, hold it for about 30 seconds, two reps of that, yep. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go behind your head, same thing, base of your skull, massage out, look for any hard parts, and like really dig in there, that's the best one. Same thing, two fingers behind the back of your jaw, folks, pull it forward. Really try to take your jaw off your head, do two reps telling you look at that well there you go i like it every day look at bert bro i've been doing it (laughs) i literally lay on the floor at the gym people probably think i'm a psycho pulling my jaw forward now i'm gonna tell you why i think it's so interesting really quick before we carry on hit us because you guys know i deal with my issues with my gerd right like sphincter issues all in this area right so earlier this year i reached out to richie and uh and doza um you know our pt friends our you know fitness friends and i was like hey guys i noticed that when i'm dealing with these issues right like when my body's shutting down one thing I'm having trouble with is breathing, right? It's like everything just collapses and compresses down and I feel like my whole diaphragm is just collapsing on itself. And so I remember them sending me some, um, you know, some videos, some different things that I can work on. And then I also started looking into, because they said, oh, it might also have nerve issues to go with it, right? So now you're talking about a full nervous system reset. One big thing that, you know, is intertwined with the issues I deal with is the, you know, what they call like the, what is it, the vagus nerve, right? And yeah, the valgus nerve, yeah. Yeah, right. And so, like, as I'm learning these things, I'm like, I think Wait. I have a Vegas nerve. You have a Vegas. <laughs> I got a Vegas. No. A game. Richie definitely has a go. Vegas nerve. We both have Here Vegas nerves. Right. So, we got that running through our body. <laughs> right. And it's pretty much connected with everything that, that is involved with it. Right. So, it works on your fire, flight or flight uh, system, all those things. So, the exact massage that you guys just went through, if you were to look up, like, how people say to, like, manage um, a lot of these same issues or to, like, kind of reset your vagal nerve, it's the exact same thing. Um, right that's why i was sitting there i'm looking at you i'm like that is exactly what i do when i feel myself like when i feel like the anxiety building up or like when i feel like my body about to like when i feel nauseous and things like that especially right behind the ear that's like one of the key spots 
it's it's crazy. It works, and hundred percent works. But the I, every time every time I tell any of my athletes like this is what we're gonna do, you're gonna do this, and don't ask me why because there's just too much that goes into it. But it's gonna work. I literally went through and did this reset with a girl. She's been having back pain for like six months. This was like two days ago. Having so much back pain, she got an X-ray, she got an MRI. No one could tell what was happening or what was going wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And we eventually did the reset. And she's like, I don't know what you just did, but my back pain is gone. Yep. Look at that. Richie's a witch now, doctor. And let me ask you, because I feel like, and right, that's it's kind of funny awesome. that you say that because that. He's a witch doctor, that, bro. It usually like these kind of remedies and cures, right, usually have some sort of like cultural background. So like, do you know where these, where this comes from? Like where it originates? Originally, like the science some, some tribal shaman, literally some doctor in Africa went through and I, they told us the story about um, when we went through the, the course and stuff, but I don't remember exactly what it, what it was originally. Um, but all of this stuff is related, like massage and acupuncture and all that stuff. Like everything's kind of intertwined and connected and, and you follow like meridian lines and stuff like that throughout the body. They talk about it all the time and, and somebody just put together a system that everyone can use. So is it more basically more- what happens. So Cal, Cal Dietz is kind of one of the starters of RPR and he, he's a strength coach at uh, Minnesota and and he he put together the system but all of this stuff has been around for literally like thousands and, thousands and that, that's years. what i noticed right because you hear a lot of these different things and you realize after a while like you're saying it's like well what i noticed it kind of seems like a lot of it stems from kind of like the eastern culture right like eastern yes. uh, medicine a lot of eastern remedies that they still do today right like we people will joke around it's like oh you go to you know overseas and you might have somebody like walk on your back you know as a massage and I'm thinking there's some days to myself, I'm like, I know after the gym, I would love for somebody to walk on my back because the average like massage or the, you know, the little foam rolling is not going to give you the type of like breakdown that you need. Right. Maybe it's a little extreme, but you get what I'm saying. Right. There's yeah. other recovery methods that I don't think we're even educated on here that would really help us so much. Absolutely. And, and again, like I said before, nothing trumps getting eight hours of sleep. Nothing trumps eating the right way. But this can kickstart the recovery process. This can do a lot of different things that is going to benefit you. So why wouldn't you do it? And it takes two seconds. hundred percent. It's awesome. All right. And then, um, I also wanted to touch on some golf tactics. So what are you doing with your collegiate golfers at U Albany to make them better and say, I don't know, an average golfer himself also wants to get better. Who sometimes good rounds. So I, I actually, I used to train golf, but I don't anymore, but like my program, everyone kind of needs the same stuff. So like when I was training golf, my program was based on functional movement, just like everyone else, right? Cause everyone needs basic, a basic squat pattern, a basic hinge pattern, a basic carry pattern, um, rotational power, hip extension, things like that. So I, I was just putting together things that I know that they need to work on to just feel good and be functional and then on top of their golf swing obviously if you're a collegiate golfer you're practicing all the time you are swinging so much from one side so a lot of the times you see issues with imbalances and stuff like that so a lot of times we do a lot of anti-rotation stuff um, for their core and things like that so that way 
they're working on those imbalances as much as we can. Gotcha. When you say anti-rotation stuff, <laughs> g- give me an example of an anti-rotation movement. So for example, a suitcase carry. So you are literally holding a heavy dumbbell in one arm and you are trying to stay as upright as possible. And you just walk with it like 20, 20 yards and then switch arms, which is awesome. Suitcase carries are awesome. Bracing your core, making sure you don't lean. Easy way that at the end of any workout, rack your weights. When you're in the gym, put your weights back. <laughs> working with some dumbbells, yeah. You pick up one at a time. I, I do the, like. There's weird ways I add extra load to like my workouts, and that's one thing, right? Especially if you're doing shrugs right across the gym, you got to walk your dumbbells back. Do it one at a time. Yeah, I remember in high school we used to curl the plates as we would put them back. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's exactly where I get it from. <laughs> so it's that's like my favorite rule. It's like if you pick it up, you got to curl it. Right. It didn't work out for me though. It was not the best, but you hate it. Actually, no, no. We're like, but hey, listen. Other areas of the body it works for. Yeah. Right. So, like the Not shrug thing I'm talking about. The arms. Guys, if y'all trying to develop your back, get the cobra back. That's it. Mm. Absolutely. Farmer walks. Okay. Any other uh, anti rotational exercises you recommend, Rich? That'll make me the next uh, Rory McElroy. <laughs> uh, I like I like pal off press. That's one of my favorites. Uh, just grab a band or something like that, and literally you're tying the band to your rack and you're pressing it out trying to stabilize as much as possible press it straight out so that the band doesn't pull you and you're trying to keep it in the center of your body as much as you can that's a great exercise that's when you take the band like step out sideways right hold it tense in front of you Mm -hmm. and do a press it's a lot harder than it looks people it's Mm -hmm. one of those uh, moves that will really humble you in the gym Mm -hmm. so don't do it if it's busy don't and then it's busy and then just just a side plank like a lot of people don't do side planks very well so, so should you do those up on a hand or down on your forearm? So it depends on if they're able to do it on their hand. Oh, is it harder? Uh, so, I, I didn't know. Why? What yeah. you want to say? Where are you Defin- at? You definitely. Sound, you sound like a forearm person after that statement. I, I was just asking which one's harder. Mm. Otis, you heard that? That sounds like a forearm person to me. Bro, I can hold No point. shade. No shade. Levels to this. But we know obviously, where Obviously, on your hand, it just incorporates your shoulder a little bit more. So there's a lot of shoulder stability involved. Um, so I like to do it on our hand if we can, but if we have to regress mm. to their elbow, that's fine too. Mm. Makes sense. People with stronger, broader shoulders, easier to hold your body up in the side plank. People <laughs> who don't have it, use your forearms. No shots being thrown. But I think hey, it's a stability thing too. Nah, and like balance. So your abs are also weak. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I could hold the plank probably for like an hour. This is not the Albert Shade hour, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry for what we're getting into here. If, uh, if you can hold the plank for an hour, you're probably not doing it right, though. So. Yeah, I was kidding. Anytime I think about planking, I'll never forget when we went to the Arnold Expo the first time. Oh, that's right. That guy was holding it for an eternity. Do you remember? I was shaking like a stripper. Uh, I don't actually remember you I doing was it. sitting. I was trying to win to, free shirts. Yeah, you remember? We were all lined up, and they were like, okay, everybody get there, lay down, and they just kept stacking the, the supplements on your back. Did you ever come with us, Rich, to the Arnold Expo? I did not. Man, we, might, we were such tools. Wow. You might have to take a trip. Bro, Dick Hem- what he's talking about, Dick, wow, I remember, remember now. That, yeah. I think I have CTE, dude. You I actually have chronic CTE. You definitely You just brought back a true memory. I that told I you truly, I have elephant memory. Dude, they made, I'm going to tell you your story. They made Dikembe hold a plank, right? I don't know how he got in this. This was an awesome competition. So you're holding a plank and, oh, they did it and Alex did it with squatting. Yep. So for Dikembe, he had to hold a plank and then they stacked supplements on his back. And the longer he held the plank, the more he got to keep. So he got to keep all this. So started with like a massive tub of protein, another tub, pre-workout, pre-workout, then like weird like t-shirt, like gas yeah. station, like sex pills. Yeah, it got weird. I didn't um, use those. Yeah, yes, you did. 
he held him for a while. And then Alex did the same thing, holding a squat. That was crazy. That's awesome. Good times. Arnold Expo is a crazy time Good if anyone times. wants free stuff. Good times. And see a lot of stringers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird time in our life. It was. It was. Um, so, uh, Rich, we, we appreciate you obviously coming on. We got to pop to our, our content wreck of the week. We don't want to keep it too late tonight. What is your content wreck for the people? All right. So, my content wreck's a little bit different this time. Um, college basketball's back. So, that's that's my content wreck. I've been watching a lot of college basketball um, and obviously follow the Danes. You all have any great Danes. Uh, we have a game tomorrow night at, at versus Harvard at home. And then uh, we go on the road to Kentucky. So hmm. big, big week. Do so, you guys play St. Joe's at all? We, I know you we scrimmage. We scrimmage St. Joe's. We don't play them this year. Hmm. Hmm. Sports are back. Sports, we, are, sports are so back. Yeah, way back. Sports, are, sports. Rich, do I'm you, not watching sports, but sports are back. You don't watch sports. Did so? It has college basketball um, softened up or eased up on the foul calling like the NBA did? Because the NBA has definitely like dialed it back. They're not calling fouls as much anymore. They definitely are not calling flops as much. Um, so that's been good to see. Um, but as far as fouls go, like it's kind of going to depend on, on the game. Um, and you got to start by setting the tone kind of and see what the refs do. And then from there, just kind of play your game around that. Cause it's tough. It's tough to say like some, some nights they call everything and some nights they kind of let you play. So, so your content rec is college basketball. Is Absolutely. Like, watch, watch every night, every night. <laughs> can, wait, can you touch on actually your grounding documentary? I, th- I thought that was your content rec. Uh, I do. I, I am a big proponent of it now. Here you go. So it's now fired up. Here. I don't think people are ready for a grounding conversation because that's going to, you really got to go to a different place. Richie reached mentally. out so excited regarding a grounding documentary. I loved it. Richie, I loved it. It opens up your eyes, doesn't it? It does. Listen, man. Just, just be barefoot with the earth. That's all you got to do. Just be barefoot. Go out there 15 minutes. Breathe a little bit, soak in the fresh air. You just, you just feel better. You just feel better. All my stresses went away for a little bit. They came back, but they went away. <laughs> but that's the thing. They, you have to put yourself there. You remember when I came back from Guyana and I was like, yo, it was spiritual. I think it was because I was barefoot most of the time. Honestly, maybe, bro. Just walking around, just getting up and being like, ah, this is life. Yeah, your body was, was balanced. What's mm. it called? It, 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 like Equilibrium. Uh, no, something about your electrons and like your charge. You should have just went with equilibrium. Um, that's what it is. It has yeah, to, you're like literally. Charge, charge of the earth. They do say you do get like they say that about like being near the ocean too. It neutralizes it. Mm-hmm. You get like it's better ion. if you can lay on it. You get not that I know about it. I'm just saying. So basically, we need to make sure our compound is somewhere. That Walk has barefoot. A lot of land get some sun and by the water. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I know the science behind it. But it's it felt great. It felt great. Shout out AJ AJ Missler. He he put me onto it. Our our starting linebacker, and he does it before every football game. But this is why we explore these topics. So now we know what to do. We got to find somebody. If you're listening, because the only reason I ask Richie bring it up is because I do it every day. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening, take your shoes off and literally go stand outside or sit outside for 15 minutes. I it, it, honestly, it might do absolutely nothing, but. No, maybe it's maybe it's even being outside for ten minutes. That's what it is. But the being barefoot on the earth, maybe not now in the winter because it's cold. But 
Yeah, if you go out there and get sick because of what Albert just uh, recommended, please don't sue us. That's um, true. You can bundle up. Do your own research. That's true, but you're going to Just take your up. socks off. Feel Whatever. Do your own research. Feel the earth. Dior, Dior. Deke, what's your content wreck? Mm, we have a joint wreck. We do. We have a joint wreck this week. We do. Okay? Because this is, this is breaking news for the people. Highest, they had the highest numbers. Highest Netflix opening in history. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever of all time. Rightfully so. Only one person could ever. Only actually only two people could do because yeah, the first person who I was about to say already was going to bring numbers. Correct. And that's Gal Gadot. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't take it from her. It's mostly her. Who did you, who, who do you think I was going to say? I mean, Dwayne, yeah. the future president of America, the rock. He's like second. He's definitely second, mm-hmm. but Gal, listen, wonder woman, mm-hmm. she stole the show. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the movie? Red notice, red notice. People folks. know what people know what it is. You guys are watching Netflix. You guys are big Netflix connoisseurs just like us, but man, it's top 10. The end of that movie. Richie, Aww. did you see it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I got to do it. I got to do it. Dude, it is so good. I texted Albert immediately after the scene. And I was like, I cannot wait until you watch this movie. And I cannot wait until you get to this scene because the reaction I just had, man, made a top two. Didn't score well on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't let that misguide you. Because Rotten Tomatoes, they're not good at what they do. You know what's funny? (laughs) We got to talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Did not score well on Rotten Tomatoes, but the critic audience score was a 93%. So I realize I I do something wrong with Rotten Tomatoes. Anytime I see something that I really love Mm -hmm. and I see a great Rotten Tomatoes score, I'll screenshot it and send it immediately. Right. If I find something I love, and it has a horrible Rotten Tomatoes score. Like this movie. Rotten Tomatoes is horrible. Well, yeah, no, they just don't understand and the my, talent. I'm so by Wow. I don't think that Rotten Tomatoes understood the purpose of this they movie. They don't get it. Well, they don't I get I think they look content. at it from the eye of like, oh, should they win an Oscar? Well, once, no. Albert, it's no different than some people who give us feedback. Some people are just critics. That's They're true. They're not creators. That's right. Okay? And we think from the standpoint of a creator. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, we right. are content creators and producers mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. I like that. Why? That is why we understand quality content. Yeah. Red Notice on Netflix. It is. It's it's a very funny. It's good. Mm. Um, Rich, did you have any other? Uh, I know last time you came on, you, you reached out to us and you were like, damn, I had other stuff to say. Do you have any other remarks that you wanted to touch on? I think we touched on a lot tonight. Uh, if anyone wants to talk about programming or anything, I'm, I love that stuff. So I'm all about just, just getting better. So if you want to reach out, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, DM me, whatever. What's your name on Instagram? Uh, Richie Irving. Nice. For anyone who's 84 on Instagram. I like it. We'll tag you. Make sure we shout you out in there. Yeah, no, today was good. Better golf for RPR. Honestly, if, if you do listen, please try the RPR and let us know. Um, we appreciate it. We thank you so much to the people who have been reaching out and actually giving us some guest recommendations. It does not go unnoticed. Deke, anything else? I think leading into the next year, right? One thing we definitely, because, man, we're only a few weeks away. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. One, like we talked about it, right? We're getting back to our um, our drinks of the week. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right? We haven't said, we haven't so, asked what you're sipping on in like because, 30 episodes. Well, yeah, because, you know, we've been... Guys, one thing you guys understand there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into producing these shows, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're figuring it out just the same way y'all figuring us out, mm-hmm. okay? But we are trying to build and we're trying to get better week after week. Yes. And if you can hit us with some drink uh, recommendations, mm. some things that you might enjoy. Like, I've been seeing some some hits, right? And we actually have a hit this week. Which is? Wandering Bear Coffee. Oh, yeah. We're back on the Wandering Bear. Listen. I don't, re- I don't recommend it. We talk about it in the group chat, so you guys know I'm going to be awake much. until 2 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning, okay? So if you guys need me, I'll be up late. Uh, send me a text, DM, uh, give me a call, FaceTime. I'll be up. If you can't hear it right now, I'm wired. 
You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready because we got another show right after. So that's true. We do. Let's, let's um, do it. Let's do it. Rich, thank you again. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We're going to finish the year strong. And as always, enjoy the first set.